Welcome to Talk It Out with Tab. I'm your host, Tab, creating a safe space for you to share your truth. Let's talk it out as we walk into our existence of thriving together. Good people, I am to you solo today, and I'm so excited to do that. About two weeks ago, I started playing with the idea of coming to you at least once a month just to share thoughts that I have on my heart and share ideas that I may have and also to respond to questions that my listeners may have submitted either by text, in my DMs, or either in emails. I wanted to really give my listeners an opportunity to get to know me more intimately. Um, And the reason why I wanted to do that is because the reason for this platform is for Black people to come and share their truth without feeling monitored, without feeling censored, and without feeling that if we speak our truth, that we will either be penalized in some way or silenced either aggressively or um, by way of, of, of being ignored. And so I wanted to truly give us this space to be honest and to share our truth from topics that may seem um, to be may seem to be personal to topics that are more in depth and robust topics that may be on a global level. And so I think that the only way to continue to have these transparent and honest discussions is for my listeners to truly get to know my heart and to truly get to know who I am on some level. So. You know, and even with doing that, even with having this platform, it was even suggested to me by a friend that having this platform form is limiting in some way and that I can do much better than this. Now, I know the person's heart and to tell me that I am catering to a smaller group of people. And that and that is indeed true. I am catering to a smaller group of people. I am catering to the voice of black people. Now, that doesn't mean that I am excluding other listeners from listening to this podcast. I actually welcome other listeners to hear our truth. I actually welcome other listeners to tap in and to get a unique lens and a unique perspective from our standpoint in life and a unique perspective of how we navigate through life without judging it and just hearing it for what it is. And that is our truth. So it is supposed to be a platform for learning. Um, My guests and I can learn from each other. And then our listeners can also learn the perspective of every Black person comes on to this podcast. And you may ask, why is that so important to me? It's important because, again, I don't believe we should be censored the way that we are Um, and and be put in this box that we can only speak up until it does not make other people uncomfortable. And furthermore, encourage healing through having some of the difficult conversations that we so often shy away from. Sometimes it takes difficult conversations to move from one perspective to another. And and some may even ask, why did I even take the time to explain or to um to give reason for why I'm doing this. It's not an explanation in from the standpoint of me looking for permission or me looking for approval. It is a clarification to so that my listeners know that the show will go on, so that the, my listeners know that despite thoughts that others may have, whether or not it's limiting, and despite ideas that some may think that, well, it's so narrow, 
This is for us, by us, and I will continue to move forward. With all that being said, on Wednesday, when this all began to unravel, I said to myself, this is why. This is why I have to come to my listeners. This is one of the many reasons why, because they need to hear my heart on these, on these issues. They need to understand where I am so that they feel more comfortable sharing with me and also the listeners of this podcast. With all that being said, although I wanted to come to you on January 6th, I decided that I was going to honor my guests and move forward with our regularly scheduled program and air the show that I planned for the following day. I decided to move forward and honor Shalina Ford and go ahead and load our podcast, The Power of Meditation. And I felt that that was important to do. I even felt that that was taking a stance against the rhetoric that happened on the 6th that it was even taking a stance to affirm us and to remind us that our show must go on, that our world does not stop when extremists decide to cause civil unrest. Things go on for us. And I want us to start taking that posture that the show must go on, that our legacy must go on that our toil must go on despite what the world says to us and despite the narrative that this world will try to bring to us. When Congress met to confirm the new president-elect, Joe Biden, as well as Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, Trump supporters stormed Capitol Hill. They stormed Capitol Hill in in an attempt to disenfranchise the votes of the American people. This is problematic on so many levels. (laughs) I mean, I can't even touch upon all the reasons on this one podcast, because like I said, I'm going to try to start keeping all these podcasts to about 30 minutes. I had so many feelings and emotions on that day. I remember a Georgia voter calling me in tears because she couldn't believe what was happening at Capitol Hill. And, you know, I must admit I was a bit insensitive to my response because I said to her, I said, are you truly surprised by this? I wasn't surprised by it at all. Now, I expected it to happen on January 20th during the inauguration. I expect extremists and Trump supporters to be out there on January 20th causing civil unrest. I did not expect it to happen during the confirmation. Because let's be honest, the current president of the United States has been insightful. He has said many insightful things. He has tweeted, continued to tweet many insightful things to the point where Twitter actually banned his account and froze his account on January 6th. The actual president of the United States was deemed a threat to our nation. And that is embarrassing. It's embarrassing on the world stage for us to see that. It's embarrassing uh, um, as we continue to call ourselves people who are, as we continue to call ourselves and, and hold ourselves in this high standard as a nation that is always striving for democracy and fighting for democracy. We are a nation that have even gone into other countries and tried to assert Western democracy on other countries. 
And look at the look at the 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 display that happened on January 6th. It was an embarrassment. And even more so of an of an embarrassment is that this country will try to convince us that we don't need to have black black lives matter because all lives matter. And yes, this country does indeed care about black lives and we have made many advancements. This is the rhetoric that has been tried that that this country continues to try to tell us. But on January 6th, the entire nation and the entire world saw law enforcement respond differently to Trump supporters than they do any black person or any black movement that has happened or any black protest that has happened. There is no way that black supporters, if this was a Black Lives Matter movement where we stormed Capitol Hill and scaled the walls of that building, there was no way that there would not have been much, much more fatalities. I understand that there were five people who passed on that day um, due to the violence, but I am telling you, had that been a Black Lives Matter movement, had that been a Black Lives Matter movement or a, a protest where Black people were protesting, there would have been many, many more fatalities. And the jails would have been filled with our people, those that would have been remained standing. Law enforcement showed the world that they do know how to respond differently. And they simply choose not to respond in kind to us because somehow we are a greater threat. Somehow we are a greater threat than people who 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 have no respect for the for the um, democratic process people who try to disenfranchise this nation's votes i tell you and i appeal to you today that any group of people who would try to disenfranchise the votes of american citizens those are dangerous people and I appeal to you that they are a greater threat to us than foreign terrorists. I suggest that we start paying attention to the domestic terrorists in this country because they are a threat to our very democracy and they are a threat to the very things that make this nation beautiful and that makes this nation great. One of the greatest things about this nation is its diversity. And I must say, that this campaign and the entire term of President Trump has not been about politics. It truly has not been about politics. And I wish people would, would begin to see that and would begin to admit that. I understand clearly the majority of the population voted for President Trump. But despite you voting for President Trump, it's time to be honest and say that his, his, his term of presidency was not based on politics, but it was a term that was insightful and it incited a lot of hate in our country. It started while he was running his campaign for this presidency and it continues. It continued up until January 6th and I believe that it will even continue past January 6th 
when he is leaving the White House. And I say that because I, I realize that he chose his words very carefully um, on the 6th. I believe it was the 6th or the 7th. I'm not sure because I really don't watch the news uh, at all. But he chose his words very carefully when he said that there will be a transfer of power. He acknowledged the Democratic Party. And he specifically said a transfer of power. We need to be paying attention. And what's even more frightening is that this man has been privy to classified information. He cannot be trusted with the safety on a domestic level and he has been entrusted with classified information. We have got to be more careful of who we vote into, into office. Look, no president is perfect. And I really don't wanna spend this time talking about the presidency of the United States. I respect the office of president in this country and I don't wanna to speak to his character because I believe his actions and his words have spoken louder than I ever can. What I really wanted to address today is the hypocrisy, double standards, the lack of care for our lives, the disregard for who we are as human beings, the disregard for our voices, which again speaks to why exactly I have this platform. The disregard for our, not just our voice, but the disregard for our vote. For so long, we have been convinced that our vote doesn't count. Not only have, have, have we been, um, some of us have been brainwashed to think that our vote doesn't count. Some of our young people actually believe that. And now that we have mobilized and been able to get to the polls because our black vote does make a difference. We have white supremacists who have been so enraged that they tried to disenfranchise the voting process. And I have to say, although people would like to pretend like they don't believe that it's happening, kudos to the two aides that secured the ballots. I saw a post where the two aides secured the ballots for every state. And that was done because those ballots were in danger. Those ballots were in danger and everyone knew it. Everyone knew it in their heart of hearts, although people don't have the courage to open their mouths and say it. Those people were not there because they wanted President Trump to win. Listen, when there's an election, there's always gonna be a group of people who are sad that the person they voted for didn't win. This was very different. Those people were there as oppressors to oppress our vote. Those people were there to assert their privilege. To think that they can truly discredit the votes of the American people. It's appalling to me. This is the year 2021, and we have people who are acting like animals storming the Capitol. And what's even more concerning to me is that I remember when the Black Lives Matter um, started happening early in 2020. 
I remember seeing all along my Instagram feed how so many people were hurt because of the rioting and the damage that has been done to communities and that, you know, these people are acting like animals and this is not how we should respond to the injustice and really trying to dictate to Black people how they should feel, how they should process that pain. Now, let me say I don't agree with rioting. I don't agree with rioting because it only damages our neighborhoods. It takes attention away from the real issues. It also damages the small businesses that people have worked so hard to build and to establish in those neighborhoods. And it also puts you in danger for losing your lives as well as now having a criminal record. So rioting is really not the answer. It's not the answer to get change. But I do remember people having the gall to try to tell Black people how to feel and how to respond. At the beginning of 2020, I had the hard job of telling my son that racism is not something that we just read in, in history books, but it is something that is real. That was a very hard and painful conversation. As he saw the country unravel and unfold because people were fighting for lives. Did you hear what I just said? There were protests and riots because people were asserting their power and asserting their voice to say, listen, we matter. Our lives, the very breath that flows through our body matters. And on the flip side, in 2020, at the beginning of 2021, we have people who are storming the country's capital because they lost an election. Because they lost an election, not in a fight for their lives, but in a fight for an election. I mean, just let that sink in and really put that into perspective. And no other group has the right to tell Black people how to feel about the loss and the trauma that we are continuously being exposed to. You know, at the beginning of 2020, I posted something on my social media feed that I was tired of seeing the barbaric things happening to our people and that I no longer wanted people to post these things. Because let's be honest, we don't have to continue to post a black man being shot or a black man with um, dying with um, a man's knee on his neck. We don't have to continue to post that to know that the world discredits our very being. We are a traumatized people. And I want us to be really mindful of how we process that trauma. I want us to be really mindful of how we heal from that trauma. We have to do a consistent work in order to heal from that trauma. And here's why. Because although we can talk about this election process, the very reason why I'm not registered as a Democrat or a Republican is because I know that neither of these parties truly care about our lives. Typically when I vote, I will vote for a candidate based on um, the content of that candidate's heart. 
But truly, none of these parties care about our lives because the needle has not moved far enough. I say that because the needle has not moved far enough, at least not far enough for me. Until we can get to a place where we truly have equal opportunity and stop being viewed as a threat to society based merely on the color of our skin, then neither party has done enough, typically around election time. These political parties will pander to the emotions of Black people and women. These political parties are well aware that Black people are a triggered people. And we have so much trauma only because of our Blackness. We're not talking about everyday trauma that happens in life to all people across all walks. In addition to that, we have trauma from our very existence of being Black in this country. And the Democrats often appeal to our heart posture where that is concerned. And it's not lost on me. It is not at all lost on me. But I submit to you, I submit to every listener on this podcast, if you truly want to move the needle, continue to vote. Not just in presidential elections, but also in your local elections. We just saw on January 6th how important the local elections were in Georgia. I mean, Trump called out the supremacists to come and to rally in order to distract from that. And even suggested that people should not vote, that Republicans should not vote in order to call the, 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 um, the elections fraudulent. He said that that people should not vote on, excuse me, let me be more specific. He urged Republicans not to participate in the vote on January 5th so that they can call the election invalid. After you vote in your local elections, I submit to you to hold your, your officials accountable. Oftentimes when we have elected officials, we tend to hold them on this pedestal and we don't feel like like we can ask or or hold them accountable but i submit to you that you can and you should the reality is that these elected officials are only in their position of power because you have elected them and so because you have elected these officials to represent your interests then i suggest you begin to hold them accountable so my question to you is how will you continue your work How will you continue to hold your elected officials accountable? There are so many ways you can do that. You don't have to do that in every office for every level of government, but find where it is that you can assert your voice and do so. I encourage you to do so. I have tasked myself with the same same challenge, actually. After the elections happened in November, I started thinking of ways that I truly can use my voice and truly can assert um, some level of advocacy for our community. And so I encourage you to do the same. I know that I spoke for quite a bit, 
But what I really wanted to leave you with today and the key points that I don't want you to forget today is that I see you. I see you, my people. Your voice matters. You matter to me and your voice matters. Your vote matters. The model of my birth country is, together we aspire, together we achieve. And I submit to you that together we should aspire and together we will achieve if we continue to do our work even after the election is done. We have to continue to hold this nation accountable to who they say, who they tell the world that they are. I can truly go on and on and continue this conversation because it is so layered. And what happened on the 6th is so oppressive. It is so oppressive. And it was such hypocrisy that we saw displayed on the world's nation in other countries who laughed at, at the state of what was happening. I am telling you, this term of this presidency and all of the elections were not ran based on politics. It was ran based on hate. Because even people who may be um, moderate Republicans who voted for Trump has changed their tune when they see the hate that spews from this administration. Administration has really watered the seeds of hate in this country. Good people, it's with a heavy heart, it's with a concerned heart, and it is with love for you in my heart that I leave you today. Have an awesome day. This podcast may contain copyrighted material and may not have been specifically authorized by the copyright owner. This should constitute as fair use under Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Law. If you wish to use any material from this podcast and or site that go beyond fair use, you must obtain express permission from the copyright owner.